Hello, and welcome to Ask Mama Amy, a podcast promoting practical advice and resources for strong mothers. I'm your host, Amy Shao, single mom and estate planning attorney and founder of Shao Law. Hi, everybody. This is Amy Shao. I'm so glad to have Tina Balch today with us.、Um, she's the owner of Team Balch on、um, Real Estate Team. So glad to have you here, Tina. Thank you. It's my honor. Thank you so much, Amy. You've、yeah. always been here, so now it's my turn, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so lovely to have you. So, Tina, tell us a little bit about yourself、um, and how you ended up doing what you're doing now.、Um, I originally was born in the Philippines. I、uh, came in 1997. My mom first came here. I followed her, and、um, I've always been in sales.、Uh, although、uh, very different, I graduated Bachelor of Science in Nursing. <laughs> no one would ever think that I'm a nurse, but、uh, I did for a little bit, and then went straight into pharmaceutical sales. So that's really where I landed and thrive in the Philippines.、Um, Started as a pharmaceutical rep. We all know what that is, you know, selling drugs legally. First, <laughs> <laughs> I always tell them they're like, "What do you do?" I'm like, "Selling drugs legally."、Okay. But, um, and then eventually went up to become a district manager, and you know, just kind of love it from there.、Mm-hmm. And then I moved here in 1997, and I met my husband in '98, and got married '99. Yeah, it was a whirlwind. <laughs> I love it. As I was reading your profile, I was so amazed and impressed. Like you became the youngest district manager at the age of twenty-three, and this was in the Philippines, correct? Yes.、Yeah, so I was、yeah. with Meet Johnson. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Meet Johnson. That is a, a nutritional company for babies. You know those、uh, milk for yeah, the babies. Yeah.、Uh-huh. But I do the adult side, which is the、um, enteral. You know when you you go to the ICU and you have. The NGT tube, so this is where I use my nursing background, right? Because I need to know all of that, right?、Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the nasal gastric tube feeding, so the food that they eat—that's the one that I sell to the hospitals.、Mm-hmm. So I started as a pharmaceutical rep for about two to three years, and then I got promoted as a district manager. I was handling six grown. Crazy men! I was the only woman. <laughs> I guess I have to put a listen, right? <laughs> I was their mom, but some of them are older than me, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> right? Wow. Uh huh. Oh yeah, just go from there. Yeah, yeah, and and you just loved、um, sales, like as as the district manager. You somehow you just were able to grow and like so rapidly. Yeah, I mean, I think it runs in my blood. My dad was a、uh, in sales as well with Pepsi for eleven years. Oh, okay. He started as a route truck driver and went all the way up to PepsiCo International as one of the national sales managers. So,、mm. you know, I I got it. I'm I'm sure I got it from him. Yeah, it runs in the family. I can tell. Yeah. Yes,、uh-huh. yes. I wasn't shy. You know, even back then. That's <laughs> very different from being a nurse, right? So. I know. A different journey.、Mm-hmm. You know how it is when you're a Filipino.、Um, your your mom will tell you what to take in college, so you just have to do it. So I just had to finish something, and that's what I did.、Uh-huh. But I said, okay, I'm done. Now I'm going to do my thing. <laughs> so I went straight to sales.、So、yeah, you fulfilled your duty to your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always so, been passionate in sales.、Uh-huh. What made you come to San Diego, and how old were you when you immigrated here? 
um, I was 24, so just shortly after, I was only a district manager for a couple of years. I think it was 25, something like that. And then my mom has always been, you know, encouraging me, come, come. And I'm like, you know, I have a good life in the Philippines. I didn't want to come. But one day I came 97. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a beautiful place. <laughs> it's hard to leave San Diego. <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm like, it's really nice. So that's uh, eventually I transitioned. Uh, I know it's going to be hard, uh-huh. but I actually landed another pharmaceutical job here in the uh, U.S. for a couple years. I was uh, with Warner Chilcott in I called on um, OBGYNs. I was selling um, contraceptive to the doctor. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I did that for a couple of years. And then when I got married, I had my daughter and I said, okay, I cannot be traveling anymore. And that's how I found real estate. And mm. told me, hey, you're going to be great in this. Just take the license and, you know, and go from there. And lo and behold, that was the best decision I've ever done in my life. Wow. Wow. Were your parents here when you immigrated here um, or you just come, did you just come here by yourself? No, my mom was already here. Uh I came as a visitor and Uh then my husband uh, petitioned me for fiance visa until we got married. But yeah, my mom was already here, but my dad, they're, they're not together. They were separated. My dad is in the Philippines. So I see. I see. And how did you meet your husband? Uh, believe it or not, I'm one of the first uh, product of online dating. Really? <laughs> yes. You met I on- love it. I love online dating stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I first came, I didn't know anybody. My cousin, he, she goes, hey, you need to meet people. I'm like, yeah, but how am I going to meet people? I don't know anybody here. He goes, here, I'll set up a profile for you on AOL.com. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is AOL? At that time, I'm like, you know, AOL. not in the old days. <laughs> yeah. He goes, just go to any chat room and then just start talking to people. And my husband was one of the first people I've actually talked to. And I've met a few other friends, you know that route <laughs> and it just kind of grew from there yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and he's a he's a chef right and he is he wasn't yeah. chef to begin you know to start mm-hmm. with he mm-hmm. was in project management as well when we met but um he's very passionate about cooking and uh, ever since he was little he loves cooking so uh-huh. We eventually stumbled into a restaurant in 2006. We bought it and then we're like novices can be just jump in, you know, <laughs> with all of our faith and, uh, and, and went from there. We've been in the, you know, um, restaurant business since then or food business since then. Uh-huh. You have that entrepreneurial spirit, both of you, huh? Yeah. Yeah. More me than my husband. He just loves cooking. <laughs> You're the business side. <laughs> I, I am the business woman. No, he does have that too, but uh-huh. he's a very soft businessman. You know, I'm I'm more like the the stern business woman. <laughs> you need that as a balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what everybody's saying. Yeah. I love it. So tell us a little bit about what you do now. Um, how has how has it been for you? How has it grown? And just what do you do? And how do you help the community? Um, it's been amazing. Of course, uh, as you know, I've been in real estate since 2001. I've been licensed 2001. 
And then I started as a loan officer, actually. So I went into loans and then I quickly realized I don't like math. <laughs> like, That's okay, a good realization early on. Right. Uh, I stayed there for two years and I'm like, okay, there should be a, a better side of this whole thing. And real estate was. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I love meeting people. I love showing homes. I just, I'm always, I'm, you can never put me in a four corner, like in a box, you know, I'm never an office person ever since. Mm-hmm. So I, I thrive in that kind of work environment where I have to go out and meet people and talk to people and make a difference in, in their lives. And for me, I think, you know, home ownership is one of the biggest investments in their lives and it's not easy they need to trust you that you you know you need to trust each other that you can go through this journey and 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 make it successful so that's when it started and from there i just uh my database grew my business grew you know from from there on Mm-hmm. And I, I love your personal approach in real estate because I, I know a lot of real estate agents and many of them just treat it like a transaction. They just want to make the commission. But what I see from you is you take such a personal approach. You really get to know what the what they want, you know, what their dreams are, their family, their dynamics. And from there, you tailor, find homes for yeah. them to look at, right? Yeah, and I, and I think that's what sets me and my team apart is that we don't treat people as in number you know we we treat them as our friend our our client our mom our dad our auntie you know what i mean because a lot of them are really referrals you know and we set them down and i don't like to be cliche but i i don't like like canned scripted kind of transaction you know i really want to see and listen like what do they really need and because you know some people would say would just do what they think they need, but not what they actually need, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when, oh my gosh, so many stories, so many instances, but you know, I've rolled up my sleeves from an absentee owner that I have to fix a house from ground up to, you know, till we sell it and they're mm-hmm. never here. And that's how much trust that they give, you know, um, like an owner that's never here. It's an investment property and they would hand over to me and it's up to you now, Tina. You know, I trust you in every step and decision that you'll ever make, you know, to, I know you have my best interest. So that really to me is I always tell them I have your best interest as if it's my own house, if it's, I'm gonna, as if I'm going to buy that or as if I'm going to sell it. That's how I look at it because I don't want you to have regrets or remorse, you know, at the end of the day. So that's how I treat my business. And I think it worked well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you've grown your team from one person to now you have four other realtors. Yes. You have a whole team of people working for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure you have to uh, sometimes console the the buyers who have unrealistic expectations between their budget and the home they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's all part of the conversation, you know, and. I think being in the business for a while now, you know, I'm, I'm more experienced, of course, and realistic. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm more bold in my approach to them. It's like it, it either it works or not. Let's be realistic. Right. So mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the clients appreciate that because it's not like, again, I'm not after the transaction. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, sometimes they're like, should I sell this Tina or should I keep it? Like, you know, they appreciate that. I'll tell them, you know what, keep it. They're like, really, you don't want the sale. I'm like, no, because I want you to hold real estate. You know, that is 
for me, the biggest wealth builder. And like a few years later, like, oh my gosh, look, I have two, 300,000 more because of, you know, your advice. I'm like, so yeah. And they'll refer me more people. I'm like, yeah, I'd be more than happy to help those other people rather than you telling you to sell that. Right. So, mm-hmm. we, you know, one of those instances. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That says a lot about your philosophy. Like they, uh, you actually telling them not to sell because <laughs> you're really looking at the long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I'm, I'm a big believer of holding real estate if they can. And, and I uh-huh. think that's where my strength is too, is because I have a loan background is I can help them strategize, mm-hmm. you know, their, their finances. It's like, look, you have 401k. Some people don't know they can tap into their 401k to put a down payment, right? Don't mm-hmm. like, just rent this because you can have a positive cash flow with this. And let's just get, you know, let's say 10, 15% down for your, um, you know, another home from your 401k. So mm-hmm. those are some of the stuff that I, it's very customized, individualized, you know, but mm-hmm. definitely something that's possible for everybody. Yeah. And, and I bet like, I mean, during the whole COVID season, the real estate market has gone crazy. And so it's such a seller's market now. Um, so what sort of suggestions or advice do you have for the people who are wanting to buy right now or sell? <laughs> really? I mean, Honestly, it is a very tough market for the buyer. Uh, mm. At one point, we were running 100 miles an hour, like no sleep. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to buy. Everybody wants, not a whole lot of people wants to sell. So it's a very unbalanced market. It is a very strong seller's market. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wants to sell and really cash into their you know, properties, now is the time. And a lot of them are investors because if you're going to be a primary owner, you sell, you still have to buy, then that's still a challenge, you know, nowadays. But um, you you have to really make sure that, you know, I sit down with my buyers, like really tell them this is what the market is and this is what we have to do, Mm -hmm. you know, to get a property right now. Are you ready for that? Because it can be exhausting, you know, like I have a lot of buyers that, are just giving up. And I'm like, it's okay. I understand if you need to rest for a month or two, take a breather, step back, that's fine. Because, you know, you're writing offers above listed price, 100, 200,000 above listed price. Wow, really? You're removing contingencies, you know, no appraisal, no inspection, no, no, no anything. It's like, it's a very (laughs) risky proposition, you know? So you really have to be strong and ready, you know, to do that. But at the same time, you need to make sure you have somebody beside you that knows what they're doing because you could lose your deposit. You know what I mean? You could get into liabilities if if you're not writing or positioning yourself correctly in this crazy market. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. So I heard you say that people add on 100000 or 200000 more to yeah. the listing price. <laughs> but let me tell you, I have a, I hope they're not listening. <laughs> I have a client right now. So just they can be competitive. This is the craziest I've ever written, right? They're over 300,000. Oh my gosh. Is that even legal? (laughs) It is. I mean, unfortunately to the other, it's a very unique property and they have multiple offers. I really think that the listing agent listed it a little bit lower, you know, than what that property can bear. And that's why it has a lot of interest. So I'm hoping that we're not going to have a whole lot of problem in the appraisal, (laughs) but we have strategies to, you know, make sure we have out or what have you, you know, in, in this kind of situation. 
Wow, that is just um, I I am so uh, shocked by that yeah. proposition. So so tell us um, in your journey, like as an immigrant here to San Diego, all the way from running such a successful real estate team. Um, what have you encountered ever in your personal life? Something that's so challenging that totally shifted your perspective um, that really gave you the strength um, that um, you have today that you'd be willing to share. Um, nothing personal, but more on on the business. I think um, you know I've mentioned earlier we are in the food industry. I'm gonna. I always tell people, whoever likes to open up a restaurant or to be in the food industry, I always tell them it is not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I was in the industry for 12 years, uh, running a restaurants and a restaurant, and and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. You you lose a lot of family time. You know, um, you put in a lot of hours in there, and um, it's not positive all the time you know the money is not there it doesn't make sense but sometimes you know they it's almost like a a drug addiction (laughs) you know it's like you do it because you love it but then it's not good for you right (laughs) Um, one thing I, I learned is that you know when you open up a restaurant it's number one you need to know the statistics that 60 percent of you know restaurants fail on the first year so do you have an exit strategy if that happens to you, right? Um, for me, number two is passion is not enough. Like people think, oh, I can cook. I can open a restaurant, right? <laughs> or and just do it. I always tell them, no, do a lot of research. You know, make sure you have the right skills to uh, manage a business. Because this is a business first before like a food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everything from the accounting to the... Um, management of people, you know, to the operational. I mean, you've got to have all that skills. Otherwise, uh, it's it's going to be, it's easy to fail, right? Yeah, because in the end of the day, if the business is not making a profit, then what's there to sustain the business? Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing that I always tell people too is if you, I've had failed partnerships you know, and, and this is one of it. And unfortunately they were good friends, but it didn't work out. Right. So you have to look at it on the business standpoint. I have partners right now that are amazing and they're my great friends too. And it worked out because uh, I will tell you a little bit why compared to this one is because number one, our, our partners were novice as well. I'm novice and they're novice. It didn't work right? Mm-hmm. It's like blind leading the blind. Exactly. So um, that, and second is they, they're not, you know, when you open a business, you have to be emotionally prepared. You know, yeah. they're not, they weren't emotional. We were, I'm strong. I, you can put anything on me. I'm fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But they weren't first year they walked away. Right. They're like, that's it. We don't want this anymore. It's like sign this dissolution. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that was heartbreaking for us because oh we went into this so excited and yeah. then, you know, to be thrown with like, okay, these are all of our debts now. <laughs> oh right. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. you have to have all of that. And um, yeah, so it's, it's very important that not only a trusted partner, but, you know, something that that partner can really contribute a value to your business. 
So what would you say is the distinguishing factor of your partners now that makes them strong or your team strong? And you know, that's what I learned from Mm -hmm. from that partnership is Mm -hmm. I have a a corporation, you know, for Mm -hmm. (laughs) my investment properties now. I I separate that from my I have personal properties as well, but I also have an investment property. Um, Number one is I want to minimize risk. So when I minimize, when I partner up, I minimize my risk, right? I didn't put all of the 20% down. It's like I have three, I have two other partners. So it's like one third, right, of the, the risk. Um, Number two is they're very skilled. I'm in real estate. I mean, that already is a lot of skill to start in a in an industry, yeah, real estate industry and investment property. Um, the other partner is in loans. She's a lender for almost 20 years. And the other one is in title, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have all of the skills to really make this successful. And, you know, we've been in the business for so long. Experience is important, you know, because um, when we first, like I said, we were novice. We didn't have any experience at all getting into it. We were just excited and have money. Yeah. <laughs> and you were just passionate. Not enough. <laughs> money yeah. and passion. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh, skills is uh, better than money. You know what I mean? Uh, it'll take a long way. Yeah. Because you could find money, but, you know, skills is hard to find. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the mental strength to be able to go through the roller coaster of a growth of a business. Right, the ups yeah. and downs of a business. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Wow. And and like I said earlier, you have to treat this as a business just because you're friends, you know, you got to make sure you have the proper documentation, you know, your corporation. Like I appreciate you, you put together that, you know, writing that we have for business, for partnership, you know, that kind of stuff. Because I really tell them, hey, it's easy not to do that because, oh, it's okay, we're friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. when, when, when things hit the wall, that's when, you know, you'll be able to really find out if this partnership is strong and that paperwork is really going to do a lot for all of you, you know, again, exit yeah. strategy. Mm-hmm. What happened? I want to get out in five years, you know, it's all spelled out in our, in our paperwork. So. Yeah. And just having gone through the discussion of the different provisions in yeah. the paperwork is also a test to see if this, this could yeah. work out. If they couldn't make it through the discussion, then you know. Yep. No, definitely. Very true. That Very is so true. awesome. Well, I see a lot of strength with everything that you had to go through. I mean, with your restaurant business, it, it sounded like there was a, a period of time where there was a lot of financial struggles and you having the mental strength and personality to, to handle that. <laughs> so what? where did you get all that strength from? Uh, number one from God, really. You know, I mean, Faith. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, I, I just really think that anything that happens to me is for a reason. You know, whenever I pray for something, I always say, you know what, if I have always prayed because that was like a failing business. I'm like, God, please. I feel like there was no hope. There was like, seriously, I feel like, gosh, there's no, I cannot see the light, <laughs> you know, at times. Oh. But I'm like, you know what? I know you have a purpose and a reason for this, Lord, and I'm not going to give up. And you know what? We sold our restaurant right before COVID. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have died to death. Yes. If, if I sold it, you know, after COVID, because there's no way a lot of restaurants are closing left and right, right? Uh Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And 
really, honestly, a lot of people that I've served in real estate, I met because of the restaurant. So I look at it on the positive side. You know what I mean? I would have not met all of these people if not for the, you know, the restaurant. So mm-hmm. there's so many amazing people I've met because we were a restaurant owner. So mm-hmm. I look at the the half full instead of the half empty, right? Very um, good attitude. Um, yeah, yeah. So tell me, what is your definition of um, of strength? What is a strong mom to you? Strong mom. Um, you know, there's there could be a lot. Mm. But I think for me, I've over the years, I've really focused on serving my my kids uh, love language. I'm, I'm sure you've all heard of love language, the right? Love languages. Yeah. So because um, love conquers it all. Right. I mean, that that saying that says that whatever that we go through. But if you have that, you know, love makes you protect your kids, make you prioritize your kids. It makes you just do everything for your kids. Right. Mm -hmm. But most of all is that um, I've learned is that I have to serve what makes them feel like I love them. Right. So um, like my, my son, for example, he loves spending time with me. And he's such like the sweetest boy ever since he was little. So we have this tradition um, to go breakfast every morning from elementary all the way till um, middle school. We never like that was our tradition. He would like wake me up, mom, let's go. I want to go to, you know, today we're going to be in Jack in a Box or TD Deli or Starbucks, you know, or Bruegel, you know, bagel. So we have that together, you know, and even until now, it's like he always remembers that. Like this morning, it's funny because he's like, Mom, it's been a while since we've visited TD Deli. It's a small deli in Scripps Ranch, but he loves the sandwiches there, right? It's like one of our favorite place. But that's his. So I have to be conscious that, you know, when I'm out a lot, because, you know, I travel a lot is when I come back is I spend that day just with him, you know, and that will make him feel like, okay, mom loves me. You know, I know she's very busy, but I take that time or son, let's go and let's just do this. Just you and me. Okay. You're like, his eyes will pop, you know, will pop up. <laughs> you know, so. and, and my daughter, she's, She's like me. She's very independent, very strong, you know, has that facade of like, I'm fine, you know, <laughs> she's, she's older than me, but um, I know she, she appreciates words. She's like, you know, any eldest, I guess, we're all more like that, that um, affirmation. Words, that words affirmation. I am the yes. eldest and I am the same. <laughs> yes, yes. So, you know, whenever she does something, I, I keep, I'm like, okay, I have to tell her. I'm like, Ate, Ate is big sister. And I'm like, thank you so much. You did an amazing job, you know, on that one. Or thank you for taking care of Titus. Cause now she drives Titus around, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So just, I think for me is, is, is that, you know, that shows strength in a mom. If, is if you can just take care of your, your kids love language, because they will remember that for the rest of their lives. I really like that. Um, I'm going to adopt that for my own son. (laughs) Yes. Uh Oh my gosh. I love, love, love it. Yeah. Uh Well, to wrap up the podcast, um, can you share with our local community um, just some encouraging words and, you know, how to stay strong in this um, economy, in this environment, Mm -hmm. and then um, also how you can be of resource to them? Um, Well, there's really a couple things that I started doing lately and I, I just 
happened to stumble, you know, uh, stumble upon it. It's not like I like decided, hey, let's do this. I, I love hiking. I love getting together. I love always like people, you know, together. I'm like a people person, like face to face rather than phone or what have you. That's why it's kind of hard this COVID time for all of us. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But I started a women's circle uh, every month. And um, I have a topic that we discussed and this is like our third month and we've discussed anything from really, it's not just all real estate. We've discussed cryptocurrency. We've discussed um, real estate investing. Really, it's just women empowering women. It's just not me talking. It's other people that I know that are good in the business and what we talked about. You know, I invite them and you're going to be invited because we're going to talk <laughs> about you. family uh, estate oh, planning, right? Uh-huh. Uh, in one of the session, because uh, I really want to make sure that women are empowered, you know, with, again, I'm very passionate about teaching, you know, because that's kind of my my background. I, I love like teaching, um, doing training, you know, and imparting knowledge because I feel like what am I going to do with that if I die, if what I know, I don't, you know, impart it to other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like one of Albert uh, Einstein's uh, quote that says the the measure of success. I don't know if it's not verbatim. <laughs> it's like it's almost like the the measure of success is is really the value that you give, you know, to the people, right? It's not money. It's not like the houses, the cars, or what have you. Because you'll see a lot of people that are sex, you know, successful out there, but never really happy. But if you make a difference in other people, that to me is more rewarding. Like I, I love seeing like a 27 year old invest. Like I have one right now, a cute couple, they're gonna close today, right? We're gonna give mm-hmm. them their keys. Mm-hmm. They're not married yet, but that's their next step. They're very smart. They wanted to buy a house first before they spend for the wedding. So whatever's left over, they put it there, right? But I love seeing that, you know, it's like such a big difference. And like they're nonstop, thank you, thank you, thank you, because they don't know what they were doing. I mean, mm-hmm. they read everything on the internet and they hear it, but they can't piece it together right like how do I really do this and Mm -hmm. people think it's easy to purchase a home because they could just buy it I mean they can just read it off of the internet but once they're there they're like oh I don't know what to do with this or to do with that or how you know I mean it's a very complicated yet I make it simple process you know for um, a lot of our our clients so yeah they're really appreciative of your guidance and help Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can reach me. Um, I am I have social media, um, Tina Balch. If they search on both Facebook and Instagram, I'm I'm on there. Or also Team Balch. They can I'm I'm very searchable. <laughs> Easy to spell. Uh, Tina T-I-N-A and Balch is just my last name, B-A-L-C-H. Awesome. Well, great. Thank you so much, Tina, for being with us today and sharing so much resources with us. Um, Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Ask Mama Amy. Head over to AskMamaAmy.com for all the show notes and links you heard in today's episode. You'll also get my free legal tool for you to name legal guardians for your children so that you can leave them with abundant resources to support them and a total peace of mind. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review to tell us why. See you next time, mamas.